Hello, this is Sumedha from newsroundy.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 5th of April. Shahrukh Saifi, who is believed to be responsible for the Kodi Code train arson case, has been apprehended by the Maharashtra Anti-Terror Squad in Ratnagiri. The special investigation team working on the case had released a sketch and other identifiable details of the 30-year-old suspect who had escaped from the crime scene after setting fire to coach D1 of the Alapuzha Kanur Executive Express on 2nd of April. Based on eyewitness accounts, the Maharashtra ATS detained Sefi while he was travelling by local train. Union Railway Minister Ashwini Vaishnav confirmed that Sefi had been apprehended, telling the media, and I quote, this crime has been apprehended in Ratnagiri district of Maharashtra. I thank the government of Maharashtra, police, RPF and all the security, unquote. The SIT from Kerala is expected to take custody of Sefi and carry out further interrogation. He will be brought to Kodi Kore for further evidence collection by Wednesday evening, according to the Hindu. Sources told the Hindu that the suspect doused an inflammable liquid believed to be petrol on fellow passengers in the D1 coach and ignited it, resulting in the deaths of three people and burns suffered by nine others. Preliminary investigation reports suggest that the attack was planned. The Supreme Court today set aside the central government's refusal to renew the broadcasting license of Malayalam news channel Media One. The government had alleged national security concerns while refusing to renew the channel's license. But the Apex Court today said, and I quote, national security claims cannot be made on the basis of thin air, unquote, as reported by Bar and Bench. Media One went off the air in January 2022 when the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting refused to renew its license. The Ministry of Home Affairs also refused to renew uplinking permissions citing national security. In March last year, the Kerala High Court dismissed Media One's appeal and upheld the telecast ban. Later that month, the Supreme Court passed an interim order permitting its transmission. Importantly, in June, the central government told the Apex Court it could not disclose the reasons for the ban, but offered to provide relevant files in a sealed cover. According to live law, the Supreme Court said today, and I quote, the seal cover procedure adopted has rendered the rights of the petitioner as a dry parchment and the procedural guarantees to the petitioners have been rendered otios. Unquote. The bench also said the government was, and I quote, using the plea of national security to deny the rights of the citizens, which is incompatible with the rule of law. Unquote. The Home Ministry had allegedly claimed Media One was anti-national due to the channel's programmes and remarks on the Citizenship Amendment Act, the National Register of Citizens, the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act and others. The bench said, and I quote, critical views of the media cannot be termed anti-establishment, unquote. It should be noted that in March 2020, Media One was prohibited from telecasting for 48 hours for being critical towards Delhi Police and RSS in its reportage on the Delhi riots. This ain't the first time the Apex Court has been critical of the central government's affinity towards sealed covers. On 20th March 2023, CJI Chandra described sealed covers as fundamentally contrary to the judicial process. But how did sealed covers become so widespread in the first place? The proceedings of the Lok Sabha and Rajya Sabha were disrupted again today as the Congress demanded a debate on Rahul Gandhi's disqualification. Vice President Jagdeep Dhankar overruled the opposition leader Malik Arjun Kharge's point of order, allowing the discussion of Rahul Gandhi's remarks and the Treasury bench's remand for an apology from him. He said that the privilege of freedom of expression comes with heavy obligations and does not extend to demeaning parliament and constitutional institutions. 
Meanwhile, the Lok Sabha was adjourned for the day and the Rajya Sabha was adjourned until 11 a.m. on the following day. The Coastal Aquaculture Authority Amendment Bill was introduced in the Lok Sabha amid protests by the opposition. The opposition leaders also planned a joint protest from parliament tomorrow and a joint press conference was scheduled to be held tomorrow at Vijay Chowk or Constitution Club. Listeners, the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act has been used in India to deal with cases related to terrorism and unlawful activities. However, the act has been criticized for its vague and broad language, which allows it to be misused to target political opponents and dissenters. There have been concerns that the act is being used to suppress constitutional freedoms and curtail civil liberties in India. Mayur R Suresh's book Terror Trials Life and Law in Delhi's Courts shed lights on the intricate details of trials under the UAPA and highlights some of the challenges that defendants face in navigating the legal system in India. To know more, watch News Laundry's interview with Mayur R Suresh titled Author Mayur Suresh on UAPA trials and their link with the Hindutva. We are able to bring you such interviews and reports because you got our back. We don't rely on advertisements from political parties or corporations, but on subscribers who support us. If you are not part of our independent ecosystem already, head on to newslaundry.com and choose a subscription plan of your choice and pay to keep news free. Bihar's Chief Minister Nitish Kumar has suggested that the recent communal violence in Nalanda and Sasaram was a planned conspiracy. and the truth behind it will be revealed soon he also criticized the media for not publishing their side of the story suggesting that it is being controlled by the bjp communal tension and violence erupted in these towns after ram navmi processions resulting in one death and several vehicles being torched the district administration imposed section 144 in nalanda to restore peace while heavy patrolling was done in sasaram the union home minister amit shah cancelled his public meeting in sasaram and later visited nawada where he stated that the doors of the bjp have been shut forever for nitish kumar the chief minister has accused the aimim leader asududdin owaisi of working for the bjp and demanded that the media pay attention to their statements the bjp legislatures have demanded a probe into the violence by the nia Nitish Kumar's party JDU had previously severed ties with BJP in August 2022 to form a grand alliance government with other parties including the Congress and left. Similarly in Telangana, the Telangana BJP president Bandi Sanjay Kumar was arrested on Tuesday night by the police who alleged that he was associated with the alleged leak of the SSC Hindi examination question paper. The class 10 Hindi exam began at 9:30 a.m. on Tuesday. and by 10 am photos of the question paper were circulating on whatsapp groups in the warangal district and then across the state the police traced the leak to an exam center in kamlapur where a minor boy climbed a tree and gained access to classroom where the exam was going on he took photos of the question paper and sent them to his friend who forwarded them to a whatsapp group an employee of the kakatiya medical college forwarded it to a former journalist who then forwarded it to a journalist group The journalist also forwarded photos of the question paper to Bandi Sanjay. Sanjay said it was an attempt by the state government to disrupt the arrangements being made for Prime Minister Narendra Modi's visit to Telangana on April 8. The BJP has strongly reacted to Sanjay's arrest, saying that it indicates the fear and chaos in the state government. The arrest was made past midnight, which the BJP claims was unnecessary and illegal. Today the Israel police raided the Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem's old city 
and reportedly attacked Palestinian worshippers, which has caused concerns of increased tensions as both Islamic and Jewish holidays to overlap. The incident led to protests, condemnations and violence from Palestinians. Videos on social media showed Israeli police officers beating Palestinians with batons and rifle butts at the mosque, where dozens of worshippers were reportedly injured during the raid. The Israeli police claimed that they used force to evacuate worshippers who had fireworks, rocks and sticks. They also reported that an officer was injured in his leg by a stone and that dozens of rioters were arrested. The reason for the violence was not immediately clear. This violence sparked protests and condemnations from Palestinians, with Hamas calling for large protests and people gathering in the streets, calling for more violent demonstrations at the Gaza-Israel frontier. Palestinian leaders condemned the attack on the worshippers and the Hamas and Islamic Jihad called for Palestinians in Jerusalem, the West Bank and Israel to gather around the Al-Aqsa Mosque and confront Israeli forces. In response, the Israeli military reported that Gaza militants fired two barrages of rockets towards southern Israel, with five rockets intercepted and four landing in open areas. There were no reports of casualties or damage. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.